0: Right, um, well, so here we are, another episode of, um, Dungeons and Dragons 1491, the Dungeons and Dragons offshoot podcast from 1857. And, well, uh, our heroes return.
1: Yes, it's been about seven days since you last uh, left off in the town. You returned victorious, slaying the half-troll that was animated by mysterious energy. In that time, a lot has happened. Uh, The village has sort of slowly gone back to normality. Uh, People are learning to trust going outside whenever it's a little bit darker, uh, like they did once before. You, of course, got handsomely rewarded in the form of a hundred gold pieces each, uh, which is more money than either of you have seen in a long, long time. Um, You also got rewarded in terms of downtime and free stay and free drinks and also a certain level of fame that you both have been quite enjoying. Uh, TJ, could
0: you remind me of your character's name? Sorry. (laughs) But of course, my name is Borodale Hardmouth. What's that, sorry? Borrowdale Hardbooth.
1: Yes, I knew something like that. We can edit this out, right?
0: <laughs> it will stay, <laughs> it will remain unchanged. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Borrowdale, you also were uh, specifically rewarded with free access to uh, Mycelia's tomes.
0: Oh, excellent. Where
1: you learned a little bit of expanded knowledge. Koeko, you were rewarded... ...in the form of a limitless tankard of whatever ale you so desired. Good. Good. Free refills. However, as you've been spending a little more time in the town and around, you've started hearing more rumours. And the questions that were raised at the end of your last adventure plague some of your thoughts... In particular, you heard rumours of a goblin tribe that was infesting a nearby ravine. They seem to sell a single piece of magical fruit to the highest bidder in the village once every midsummer. They've been doing this for two years. Usually the fruit sells for around 50 gold pieces, which is all the townsfolk can bring themselves to pay a goblin. The fruit, apparently an apple of perfect hue, heals those who suffer from any disease or other ailment. Sometimes the village people plant seeds at the centre of each fruit, hoping to engender an enchanted apple tree. However, when the seeds germinate in the proper season, they produce a twiggy mass of twisted sapling stems. Not too long after they reach two feet in height, they are stolen every single time. The townsfolk are assuming that the goblins send out thieves to ensure the monopoly of enchanted fruit. These rumours are playing on your mind, and you seem intrigued as to how the goblins could... Uh, possess such a wonder and why they keep stealing the saplings moreover you've gotten quite accustomed to hero's life and want to pursue this further so the adventure opens with you in the town dawn breaks you can choose to proceed in any which way you can go to the ravine you can maybe gather a bit of information you can get in touch with the new friends you've made along the way Borodale
2: it pains me to say this, yes. But what do you think we should do?
0: Well, I'm I'm so glad you asked because I had quite quite a lot of time to think about this, and I did spend an awful lot of time considering the, the pros and cons. And I believe that we should possibly look at going to the ravine. I think that might be the best course of action. Go to the ravine, have a little look, see see what's going on, and uh, and perhaps if if some things are awry, we could uh, administer swift and uh, countless justice, and uh, you know, go back to perhaps a, a hero's welcome. At the Ravenna
2: goblins.
0: Well, yes, goblins are uh, interesting folk, and uh, I would, I would imagine that this this magic fruit, this this apple of which they say is magical, could p- perhaps. You know, get us a, a small fortune if sold to the right person, and and I mean, I've, I've always said I'm not one for for eschewing the the business life. Perhaps there's something in in sort of golden orchard kind of thing. I don't know. It's the bountiful opportunities await us. We merely need to reach out and grasp them.
2: Goblins don't talk much.
0: Well, no, they don't. But I'm sure you can persuade them. Uh, to uh, be a little more uh, talkative. So,
2: do you think that with the goblins lays an opportunity
0: for wealth? Well, not only wealth and knowledge. Knowledge is truly the, the real wealth in any uh, situation. But, uh, I mean, this this apple seems to be of value. It, if it does what the townsfolk say it does, it's it's certainly worth looking into. And... Moreover, it it sounds like a, a very interesting quest, and I am one for quests. I am a questing sort now, it appears. Uh, we have successfully completed the, the first in our melee trials and tribulations, successfully, I might add, and no casualties, and definitely no friendly fire, and everyone was fine, and very successful from my part.
2: Okay, Bordel. Let's go see the goblins.
0: Off off we trot. I mean is there is there a um a wagon service that would take us to the ravine some sort of uh, medieval Uber perhaps?
2: Surely our barkeep would take us. An Uber? Ah the barkeep
1: Brawn that you made such good friends with. <laughs> I think Borrowdale should do the talking personally.
0: Not 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 to Bron. Ah. <laughs> uh, perhaps perhaps best delegated. I uh, I'm not welcome in Bronze Tavern, as much as I once was. Were you ever? Well, I keep confusing him with his deceased brother. and It only pains him more and more, I must say. Every time I say it, uh, he seems to get more mad.
1: Deceased son. <laughs> it's all the same, really. <laughs> well, that's, therein lies the problem, right? It, <laughs> Maybe, well, <I> not mean,
0: <laughs> Hmm perhaps uh, i mean is is it far Do, let, let's ask bran flakes what he thinks the distance is to the i mean we've heard of this is it far let, let's see what he says and if it's far we'll get a let's, uh, let's an uber if it's not far let's we'll ask
2: him walk. about the uh, the tales in general i mean the barman is where you get the best story.
0: well that's true and we could have an ale that's probably the best way to start any well, mine's proper f- quest mine's free i'll have a large one yes i i did not <laughs> received the same benefit I am paying for all of my drinks I think I'm in fact paying more than everyone else and I must raise this but perhaps not
2: today I think you have more money than perhaps you let on Bardo
0: well I, I would never hide something like that from my dear party member anyway to the tavern to the tavern
1: so you travel towards the tavern towards the blank wall and pass through the heavy wooden door it's a typical morning. You know, people are still recovering from their uh, events the night before. Uh, Braun is sitting behind the, uh, what do you call it? Not bar? A desk. <laughs> bar. Bar's the word. He's <laughs> sitting behind the bar, sort of wiping down, doing as his, his usual. He sees you approaching, and he shits you, Koeko, a sly grin, and you, Bar Dale, He just blanks completely.
0: Good evening, Gear. Yes, as you sir. walk up to the bar. Hello, hello.
1: <clears throat> so it's actually impressive the level to which he's able to ignore So
2: I'll <laughs> I'll ask for an ale and a, a mead for my attachment.
1: Of course, anything for you,
0: hero of the town. H- Heroes, plural. Shut up,
2: Borodow. <laughs>
0: yes. Okay. I start reading my scroll. I'm going to let you field this conversation. (laughs) So,
2: Brawn, tell me about the goblins and the enchanted fruit.
1: Oh, the goblins. Yes. Um, Well, what do you want to know? We've only really heard tattered
2: reports. Have you met anybody that has seen this fruit or these goblins? Uh, We've had the fruit
1: two or three times, I think. Um... Usually they come and see Mycelia. Uh, They seem to trust her. It's usually the same two or three goblins. They don't stray far into the town, but they just uh, meet Mycelia and exchange it. I'm not sure how much for. Um, Mycelia attests to the healing properties of the fruit.
0: Hmm. Wait, so she sells it on for 50 gold, but you don't know how much she pays for that. So she sells it on for 50 gold, and you don't know
2: how much she pays for that.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> I right, I feel like this is right. Very rude. <laughs> Drink your mead. Fine. It's a very small
2: mead, but and that's fine. Have you been party to the attempts to to grow a tree? Braun, is this something that you've been involved in, the, the village has been involved in, or it's a singular enterprise?
1: I've, I've witnessed the planting. It's a community effort, watching it. But uh, the the sprouts always seem to disappear. Okay. So... We think they're being... Sp- so if
2: I were to want to learn about this, then I should go and see my celia, shouldn't I?
1: That's probably for the best. She would know more than I. Excellent.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I won't trouble you any more or drink any more of your beer. What... One thing
1: I will say that might... My- Interest you, Uh, a group of adventurers passed through not long before you folks made it here. Mm. Uh, Party of four. They were headed to the to the ravine.
2: Party of four. And how far is the ravine from here?
1: It's about a mile parallel to the to the black border.
0: So, far walking
2: Uber. A mile to the. parallel to the border with Voltaire?
3: Yes.
1: The black border, surely you've seen it. Surely I've seen it.
2: If only I could find somebody that would talk of it. So from here it's. 30 minutes walk.
0: About that. 30, 40. Mm, That's fine. I suppose we could walk that. I don't. I suppose we should. There's something meditative in hiking, you know, I suppose we should Finish your ride. mead. Yes. <laughs> Extremely rude today, but I will I will I will drink my mead. So I finish the mead, put the glass down, not happy.
1: Oh, it's not a glass. You got you got like the equivalent of those pound shop plastic cups. He does not trust <laughs> you at all. Wow.
2: <laughs> kitty sip cup. I, I think I I think Braun, we will head to the ravine but first we'll go and see Marcela is there anything else you would advise me
1: i would be careful around there it's a dangerous place the goblins the, ravine. the goblins ravine marcela <laughs> well marcela is a mystery but i don't think she's dangerous the ravine in particular the goblins used to pillage caravans that uh, wandered too close to that area but they haven't been much trouble lately we think they're preoccupied possibly with the whatever's generating the golden fruit
2: Hmm. Okay. Thank you once again, Braun. No we worries. Return, we Always
0: out. a pleasure, you Bran. Understand.
1: He just should see this look <laughs> of just. <laughs> ne- Never before did you think a look could contain such venom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm oblivious. I do not notice. I think I've called him the right name at last. You just called him Bran. Yes, is that not what his name is?
1: I'm guessing this conversation is happening outside yeah, of the tavern.
0: <laughs> what do you mean it's, br- it's hope. Bran or br- Brig Brian or it's of Brian? I don't know. Take me to my cellar. Okay, let's go. I think it's just over here. I have been reading the scrolls, so I'm I'm fairly aware of where the cabin is, but it, it's normally dark and I've normally drunk several meads when I'm coming anyway, it's it's over here, I believe. I'd walk over so you arrive at my house yeah I think you should lead on this oh. my cellar and I like on just keep knocking until someone turns up just annoyingly long time knocking yes hello we're here so to... the door
1: finally opens
0: ah my cellar M- water my cellar my right my Mycelia. Mycelia. My. Oh, fantastic, it's <laughs> you. Yes, we're here for um, a little bit of information, actually. We, we've heard the rumors about, uh, the stories about the goblins and the the apple of which they proffer to the town. And we we just thought, perhaps being the roving band of heroes that we are, that we could uh, perhaps look into that as as a matter of concern. Okay,
1: and what are you doing here? And she kind of tilts her head to co-echo. clearly wary
0: well well he's he's the muscle i keep my hand on my axe
2: without pulling it out just yet
0: he is uh if, if i am the 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 scroll and the pen he is the hammer and the sickle do you catch my meaning he's a socialist but what yes unlikely <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, political leanings aside, he is very good with an axe. Uh, But that's not why we're here. I was hoping we could have a nice civil chat about goblins and apples.
1: Yes, ask away, but I really don't have much time.
0: What are you doing? It's a small town. It's quite quiet. I'm busy. Busy doing what? Okay, fine. Well, Well, anyway, I'll not trouble you if you're so busy. But what's the deal with the apples, though? Well, they're incredibly potent healing properties. And are they are they naturally imbued with this, or is this some sort of incantation placed upon them, or...?
1: Well, it's magic, but I think it's naturally imbued in the growing process. I've been unable to replicate it.
0: And you, you haven't tried growing one, just to have a little look?
1: Oh, no, we've tried growing several as a town, but they always get stolen. Hmm
0: and and so what's... personally
1: i suspect Bron is stealing them for himself
0: well i think that's quite short-sighted i mean he is a mean-spirited man at times but he i don't think he'd steal it from the town it's very <laughs> i don't see that but interesting that you would note that to us um... what why do you think that humans are selfish well that's very rude i'm a human I know. She has a point. And your
1: first thought whenever you met me was, can
0: I look at your books? Can I steal all your knowledge? I didn't steal... Knowledge is not to be stolen. Knowledge should be free and available to everyone, and you're keeping it till it's some... How many
2: goblins come to sell the apple? Two or three.
1: It's always the same ones. Do you know the names? I don't really talk with them they present the apple I present the money they go on their way I don't want to lower myself to their kind that's a bit racist but
2: fine whatever I I pull my axe out of my pack
1: and lean upon it you can see that she, she sort of tenses up but then after a second she kind of she kind of catches herself and goes
0: and what are you going to do the guards are two minutes away He just doesn't like it when people talk ill of other races. It's not very becoming... I want
2: simple answers to simple questions.
1: And have I not given you all the answers to all the questions that you have asked?
0: No. You've just asked another one. Tell me this. The wholesale retail value situation of the apples, how does that go? I mean, we've heard street price 50 gold. What do you get them for? 50
1: gold? And I want you to roll an insight check. Okay, that's off
0: the table. Good. Oh, that is... Let me see. Insight, insight, insight. Insight, insight, insight. That is a unnatural 22. Wait. She is very clearly hiding something. (laughs) I don't believe you're telling the truth. 50 gold is the retail price... Why do you pay them 50 gold and then let someone else pay for it? What do you get them for? What are you giving them?
1: Well, I get them for 25 gold. It's just a little bit of money for myself. Mm -hmm. And I want you to roll another insight.
0: (laughs) Oh, that is a 10. 10.
2: I've thrown 17 and what do you add to insight?
0: There's an insight, it's about a third of the way down your skills
1: The skills are all alphabetical if it helps mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, So, yeah. 17 natural
1: So you think she's still hiding something?
0: Right, can I quickly just cast Charm Person?
1: You can certainly try.
0: Oh, she's going to watch me cast it and be like, "Mm, don't do that. Um, She
1: is also a spellcaster herself, so we'll know entirely what you're
2: trying to do.
0: (laughs) Right. I think think
2: unnecessary at this point.
0: Okay, well, I kind of give you the look as if, should I maybe? Tell us what you know.
1: Uh roll intimidation, please, Coeco. With advantage, because this woman is piss scaredy already. <laughs>
2: <Sorry>. <laughs> advantage is to throw twice, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Uh eighteen plus something or
1: like uh, eighteen plus <sighs> one. Like that. Yeah, that'll do. Um so she she crumbles at your intense glare and your continued questioning she goes Right, f- fine. Well sometimes they give me a discount if I provide them with
0: weaponry. Weapon? Oh dear, you're on the what arms sort of trading weaponry? business.
2: Hmm. Sort of chemical weaponry. Not sort of anything. What weaponry?
1: It's a, a poisonous gas.
0: Right, I think the guards would like to know about this This is a very interesting development on your part Chemical weapons trading
2: Shut up (laughs) With the gobos So you provide them with Poisonous gas
1: (laughs) Yes, in exchange for Life-saving medicine
2: (laughs) And you've provided them with poisonous gas Recently?
1: The last time they came was This summer For uh, note taking sense It is currently early winter
0: So a couple of seasons ago
2: Is this gas fatal?
1: To a human it would take Continued exposure To the uh, Superior Immune system of an elf It would take even longer But to a smaller humanoid it would prove fatal In under a minute
2: to a half orc with an axe in your face <laughs> it would probably take longer.
0: <laughs> you know, yes, my Mycelia, I I, I quite liked you when we started and we arrived here, but I'm finding you're not a very good person, and given how a lot of people seem to think about me, that's saying something. Is there an antidote to this gas,
2: my Any standard gold.
1: poisonous antidote. I have gold. I could
2: Will you give me some of this antidote? Yes.
1: Ten gold pieces. It'll be five gold pieces.
2: How about I don't chop off your arm? (laughs) Seven gold pieces. And I get the arm. Fine,
0: one gold. Bridal, pay the woman. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. Fine, 99 gold pieces in my pocket Fine, fine I pay one gold
1: Okay, so she hands, she goes back uh, And you hear the clinking of glass vials And things being moved about And she comes back with three small uh, Like test
2: tubes Filled with this greenish Huey liquid And so I say Borodil, there's more than 99 gold pieces Mycelia understand this if this antidote is in any way not the full ticket i will come back and behead you
1: yes well you might want to read the label of the instructions on the side before you take it it can't be taken you know with alcohol you need to leave 1 hour before eating and uh
2: borodale does the reading
1: Poisonous gas cure may cause poisonous gas poison symptoms.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. right. Well, you've been helpful, I suppose. Um, you've been very helpful myself.
2: thank you very much. I look forward to our next meeting.:
1: <laughs> One thing you might want to know. Hmm The goblins sometimes offer a different apple at midwinter.
2: Um, this one What is... sort of apple is that?
1: Well this one is corpse white where the other was perfect red and it's incredibly poisonous even to the touch.
0: Mm. Right and has anyone ever bought this? Have you bought this before?
1: I disposed of it as soon as I realised just how virulent it was.
0: Well how did you realise how virulent it was?
1: she uh rolls up a sleeve and you see this green rotting patch under her skin on her hand. Ah, it looks as if it's been treated recently, but it's continuing to cause her trouble.
0: Well, that probably serves you right.
3: <laughs>
2: Excuse me,
0: mycelia is
2: are the apples related to the dark border. To that, I honestly have no answer. Where do you think the apples come from?
1: I presume the goblins are getting them from somewhere near the ravine. They're not sighted far from it. So wherever they're getting them from, they can either travel underground. Goblins have been known to travel through the underdark or Mm -hmm. from the ravine itself.
2: Okay. Borodil, I think
0: we're done. You? I believe we're finished here. You've been... Helpful, mycelia, and we will return. And as my colleague says, if if your wares are not up to snuff, then uh, we will be filing an official complaint, probably with an axe. Yes. And I think we just chuff off.
1: All right, so what's the plan now?
0: Ravine?
2: I I would guess so. Let's go to the ravine, as long as we've got daylight, etc.
1: Alright, yeah, you've got most of the day left so it's no problem, you'll get there well before nightfall Um, So as you leave east from the town of Willowwood, you're travelling parallel to the black border, the sort of scar in the landscape of this horrible black uh, colour where the lovely green rolling hills gently descend into tinged yellow and then with the sudden black scar to the Voltaire landscape. You're traveling parallel to this, and about 40 minutes pass by, during which nothing happens.
0: Okay. So what can we so, see as we get closer? Now. Yeah.
1: So it was a gentle walk through rolling hills, uh, uninterrupted by the variety of monsters that you know to sometimes patrol this area. Um, The road that you're on passes to the west of a narrow ravine. At the road's closest approach to the cleft, several broken pillars jut from the earth where the ravine widens. Two of the pillars stand straight, but most lean atop sloped earth. Others are broken, and several have apparently fallen into the dark depths. A few similar pillars are visible on the opposite side of the ravine. A sturdy knotted rope is tied to one of the leaning pillars on this side of the ravine so this is li- this is this ravine is perpendicular to the black border and as you can see or as you look down it you see it actually closes only maybe a few hundred metres before the black border itself
0: hmm. what do you think Bardo? I think it looks a bit horrible really it's not terribly pleasant but uh, perhaps a Reconnoiter. I mean, th- these goblins don't appear to do an awful lot of talking, so perhaps a parley with them won't be very f- fruitful, if you pardon the pun. But um, we should definitely have a look around before Ram stamming in here and um, making a fool of ourselves.
2: Look around All right, sounds north. good. <laughs> look around the pillars, look around what we can see, what? I guess.
1: I'll just yeah, I'll just presume that you want to look around the general area without going down the ravine or even too close to the edge. So could yeah. both of you please roll investigation?
2: I was going to switch
1: on danger Um I don't know if you switch it on. Uh this is your this is passive there, barbarian skill? It? Passive? Yeah. Is it passive? I'm not too sure.
2: Are uh, you roll? Um I'm going to so we can roll in the meantime. What are we rolling?
0: Uh, it's Investigation. I got a 24.
2: Okay. Nice. Oh, I got a natural 20. Um, so whatever that is. 21. We are.
1: Right, so between the two of you, you get a f- pretty good scope. Um, Scotted the heck of out of this. So it runs runs for several miles in either direction like I said it runs pretty close to the black border itself but does seem to visibly close before it actually crosses it uh, it's about 30 feet wide uh, and 30 feet deep um, where you are it's widened to 40 feet so the pillars are worn and broken uh, and there's graffiti all over them do either of you know dwarvish or goblin
0: I know dwarvish uh, yeah.
2: I know d- dwarvish and goblin Ah.
1: Certainly no goblin. So Bardale, you can sort of roughly translate from um from Dwarvish, because Goblin is like a bastardization of the dwarven alphabet. Mm-hmm. Um and, and Yuko Echo can, can read this very fluently. Uh, but it's essentially it all boils down to crude threats and warning to potential trespassers in Goblin.
2: Yeah. Just correction that I'm the same as him, I've got Dwarvish
1: Ah, right. Well, yes, you would have been able to translate it from the Dwarven anyway.
0: So, generally, it's so, don't come in. Don't go there! Pretty much. Uh, um, can I ask a, 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 a sort of a meta question here? Given that they're goblins, are they in any way uh, more preferential to, say, a half-orc than a human?
1: Most goblins are sort of mistrustful of all other races. Um, they tend to respect par and only really par, so they'll look down on pretty much everyone who doesn't have it and will look up to anyone that does, regardless of race, but they do sort of they are a little racist, you know, like everyone is these days. These days is in Fort like 1419 DC, <laughs> twenty first century.
2: Given that I'm six foot tall and two hundred and sixty six pounds in my socks, I suspect that they will be a little bit worried about, me.
0: perhaps. Okay, I was just wondering whether There's we could maybe no like to
1: take you on one-on-one.
0: We could do like a friendly run on this, but it, I suspect it might be more of a "Yo, you, Gobbo, what's the crack?"
2: I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be friendly, but I suspect I should be in front. Yeah, I'm more than happy to let you talk from behind.
0: I could, I could cast disguised person and make me look like a small orc or a small half-orc and we can just be like just a couple of orcs here just coming through looking for orc stuff try and I don't know bamboozle them
1: I mean you could definitely do that <laughs> um,
2: they know where we're coming from there's Yeah, there's
1: only really one entrance you can see and also in the, theory the, yeah. the whole ravine is an entrance but there's only one entrance that won't get you killed
2: okay I mean, given I, that sort of choice i I tend to go for the one that doesn't get me killed, right most people do it's weird know
0: I think well, we i suspect tentatively go in then yep
2: yep let's uh, I'll turn on my danger awareness I think my danger awareness is there anyway, Yeah. I'll take the lead um I'm probably more uh, robust let's let's go cautiously let's have a look. I've got night vision, I've got all that jazz. Let's just, just edge forward and see what we can find. Fantastic. So,
1: um, oh, uh, yeah, the, the 30 feet depth was like an average kind of thing. Uh, where you are, it actually runs a little deeper. Deep enough that you can't actually see the bottom, but as you descend with your night vision, that problem sort of solves itself. Um, What weight did you say you were, Borrowdale? Or coeco sorry? Six foot. Uh, wait. 266. Ah, right, okay. Um, so, as you, you know, sort of get a handle on the rope, it's quite old and weathered, but not enough to suggest it was around the same time as the pillars. It was maybe three weeks, uh, which would have fit with Bron's description of the previous adventuring party. Mm. Uh. So, as you sort of Vault over the side and brace yourself with the rope and put your feet sturdy on the cliff edge. You hear the rope sort of creaking around the pillar and uh, nothing happens. It sort of stretches a little bit, but you seem to be fine.
0: Can I do an insight? You're gonna... Can I do an insight check to see if there's any other signs of the previous party?
1: Uh, inf- yes, you don't even have to roll because your previous rolls combined were so good. Um there are sort of badly disguised traces of a campfire.
0: Mm -hmm. Koeko, I believe the the previous party may have camped or stopped here, and this rope may indeed be theirs.
2: Well spotted.
1: (laughs) Yes, quite. Uh, Are you... Uh, Koeko, as you're lowering yourself down, you notice that there's carved hand holds and footholds in the wall itself uh, mm-hmm. so a smaller creature than yourself could climb
2: the wall without the use of a rope sure
0: smaller as in human or smaller as in it's, goblin
2: it's it's a it's a goblin it's a goblin climb goblin it seems and, like uh, it. if you like
0: right i perhaps uh, not to cast any aspersions upon anyone's character and or weight i'll perhaps wait until you descend before i add my weight to this rope
2: and i'll tried to get down to the bottom as fast as i can and get an axe in my hands because i feel so much more comfortable that way.
1: so the rope leads down to a ledge about halfway down the ravine uh mm-hmm. you still can't see further down it plunges into depths uh way below where you're standing but there's a stone staircase so the ledge you're on a sandy ledge overlooks a subterranean gulf of darkness to the west okay. uh the ledge, or sorry, to the east. The ledge is wide but rough. Sand, rocky debris, and the bones of small animals cover it. A rough-hewn staircase mm-hmm. zigs and zags down the side of the ledge descending into the darkness. So you make right. your way down, Coeco and, and you see him do this, bardale, and you you join him. The rope has no problem. Uh, oh, very away. good.
0: Uh, so we're at the bottom, of so the steps into the void?
1: Yep, so you're on a ledge now with just you know debris and small animal
0: bones and dust what do you think or something down there mm, yeah well i i'd imagine there's something whether we want to see it or not is another matter entirely let me see is there anything i could do which would help uh Ooh, here we go um the can i look and try and find like an animal skull or something quite large sort of like good two hands worth of size
1: uh, there's a rock that fits that description, pretty pretty visible.
0: Yeah, I pick it up and I cast light on it.
1: All right, you can do that, no problem.
0: Okay, and then I huck it down uh, there. As yes,
1: he's doing possibly. this, could you could you read me uh, what your danger sense barbarian ability does, please?
2: Uh, just uh, talking with yourselves while I find that so
1: TJ you're throwing this rock down the the void I want
0: to huck it down the void illuminating the the, the path and then watch to see if anything is illuminated
1: so how good is your how good is Borrowdale's uh, understanding of physics
0: good I would imagine pretty excellent I would say myself
1: give me give me a intelligence
0: roll there please Right, righto. That's a d20. Let me just... While, while he's while he's doing that, Seth,
2: at second level, you gain an uncanny sense of when things nearby aren't as they should be, giving you an edge when you dodge away from danger. You have advantage on dexterity saving throws against effects you can see, such as traps and spells. To gain this benefit, you can't be blinded, deafened or incapacitated.
1: Okay, so I want you to make a dexterity saving throw with advantage, please, for your barbarian sense of danger.
2: Okay, so we're taking dexterity, so I get plus one. And advantage, so I get 13, so it's 13 plus
1: one, 14. No worries, we'll get back to that. TJ, what did you roll?
0: Unnatural 20.
1: Unnatural 20? Okay, so taking into effect... Or taking into account uh, this acceleration due to gravity of a rock approximately, you know, 20 kilograms and taking into account the air resistance and drag. Well, I mean, you wanted something hefty. I wanted something large, not heavy. You more more rolled it over the edge, to be honest. Either way, it's gone. (laughs) Either way, it's plummeting. uh, And you work out that it's about 80 feet that it fell.
0: And did I see anything? Because the it. reason I let it was to try and see. I'm also listening, but I want to see anything it illuminates.
1: So you can see it going down to that 80 feet depth. Um, it just kind of craters into the ground, stirs up a lot of dust. Uh, make a perception
0: check, please. Uh, I keep losing my d20. That is 12. Me too.
2: Plus,
1: um, so you see you see this sort of, this sort of shifting, shadowy, possibly four legged creatures scurrying away from the impact site. Which leads us directly back to Kueko's predicament, where he narrowly dodged a giant rat that was leaping at his face. Ugh. Everyone roll initiative, please.
0: <laughs> right. Super A seventeen, my good man. You get
2: seventeen plus something, or
0: uh, initiative. Your initiative is near the top of your character sheet. Oh yeah, seventeen plus two. Then
2: I got seventeen plus one.
0: Pipped to the post. Quite. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: this giant rat had launched itself at Ukeko, and two more lurked out of the shadows uh, among the bones and debris and, and animal bones. They seem to feed off the occasional wild animal that falls down into the ravine.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, the giant rats did not roll as well as you, so first up we have Borrowdale.
0: Right, okay. How close are they to me?
1: So you are near the edge of the ravine, uh, or near the edge of the ledge, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, overlooking the stairs that plummet down into the darkness. Uh, Koeko is between you and the wall which you descended. And the rats themselves crawled out of the sort of debris that is in the corner of that wall. Not the corner, like the crease between the wall and the floor.
0: Okay. Um, Let me see. Can I cast Burning Hands to try and hit as many of them as possible in a little pack? Uh,
1: You can do that, and you can do so after moving to sort of dodge Koeko. Okay. Or you can choose an altar, It's up to you, really.
0: No, I want to move on his way. Let him do his thing. He's a, a graceful athlete, and I let him do his thing.
1: All right, no worries. So you sort of move Sashay. to the side so that Kueko is not in the line of fire. <laughs> yes, and obviously you spew flames from your fingertips. Yep, uh, catching it. all three of the giant rats. Uh, So, I believe the rats themselves have to make some kind of saving throw?
0: Yep. Uh, Each creature in a 15-foot cone must make a dexterity saving throw. And then a creature takes 3d6 fire damage on a failed save, or half as much damage on a successful one. Uh, Let me see. Could you
1: tell me what your spell save DC is? It should be on the second page of your character sheet. Spell save DC.
0: Where is that? Spell save DC is 13.
1: Okay, so the first two fail and the third passes. So in terms of damage, what are
0: they looking at? So that'll be a 3. That is on the floor. Uh, 3d6, 3, 3, 5.
1: 11. So 11 to the first two. And 5. And 5 to the third. Ooh, that's a tasty burn.
0: What's so that, rat for dinner? Delicious. The
1: first two rats are just charred immediately there, completely <laughs> engulfed. One of them sort of panics and squeaks and tumbles down the stairs into the gorge following your boulder. The other one is just immolated, immolated on the spot. The third one didn't catch the full brunt of the flames, but caught enough to teach it that it does not want to mess with you, and scurries back from whence it came, its whiskers twizzling and smoking. Oh. So that's that combat over as quickly as it began?
0: <laughs> well, and don't come back! <laughs> well, sorry I kind of uh, pipped you to the post on that one, but I figured better to, to answer strong,
2: yes. So uh, Koeko uh, sheathes his hand axes and looks at Borodale with a newfound
0: respect. I'm glad that went well. I've used two of my three spell slots. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> might just oh, cast. I used two. Because I used light as well as light. Oh, it's a cantrip. Never oh, mind. Oh yeah. No, it's a cantrip. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. That's fine. I'm going to just yeah, rely on fine. cantrips from now on.
1: That's probably wise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I can do ray of frost as a cantrip as well. That's fine. I didn't. I wanted to make sure I could still do a little bit of offense. Um, cool. So I've gained some respect. I've toasted some rats. So are they, like, crispy?
1: Well, the one that isn't at the bottom of the pit you can tell, is very crispy.
0: Yeah, I don't want to eat that. It looks gross. I'm just going to leave it. But are they, I think we should go to the pit. Are the rats carrying any loot? Do they have anything on their on their person, on their rat person?
1: So you check the rat's jacket pocket, <laughs> and in the front left, you find the keys to his rat Mercedes. Oh, excellent. What model? Um... <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> do, 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 do.
0: do is it? Am I wrong in thinking that monsters have items, even if they don't necessarily? Have it depends to on keep the monster. Yeah,
1: it depends on the monster. Uh, a rat would only really have anything if it had eaten it. You're more likely to find loot in its nests.
0: Oh, okay, that's fair.
1: Things like goblins, um, would you'd expect to have some loot on their person, um,
0: on their goblin, if you will.
1: But yeah, it it's basically just follows the logic. It's not like World of Warcraft, where you kill a wolf and find 12 gold pieces that somehow (laughs) had in its wallet.
2: Yeah,
0: fair enough. Okay. Uh, I descend the the steps carefully and on guard, I think.
2: Yeah, I'll go front. Yeah, With my Uh, uncanny awareness of danger and all that. So both of you
1: are alert to danger, but for now there doesn't seem to be any. As you descend the stairs, a fortress emerges from the darkness. Subterranean citadel, though impressive, seems long forgotten. If The lightless windows, cracked crenellations and leaning tars are of any indication. All is quiet, though a cold breeze blows up from below, bringing with it the scent of dust and a faint trace of rot. It
0: smells like dust and... is that a faint trace of rot? Are there any traces of
2: the other party?
0: You
1: haven't noticed any from the campfire that you had seen. The only traces that you can see around here now are those of goblins. That is not to say that there weren't any traces, but just they have been completely overcovered by whatever has been passing through here since.
2: So when you Um, say goblins, the goblins
0: are going which way?
1: They just seem to be going in both directions. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Is there anything useful Sorry. or interesting, or is it just like tracks and debris?
1: Just basically tracks and debris. There's no overarching direction, no signs of a struggle or anything, no drag marks as if they'd caught anything.
0: Okay. I keep descending. All right. You want to keep going, Bardo? I think so. Onward. onward.
1: We go. So as you descend further, you reach the bottom. The narrow stairs empty into a small courtyard. Apparently the top of what was once a crenellated. Embattlement. The buried citadel is sunk so far into the earth that the battlement that you're on is now level with the surrounding floor, roughly. Oh. That floor stretches away to the north and south, composed of a layer of treacherous, crumbled masonry which reaches to an unknown depth. To the west looms the surviving structure of what must be the sunless citadel. A tower stands on the west side of the courtyard.
0: Hmm... Well, this place doesn't look like it's been uh, inhabited in a little while, and uh, there's certainly some geological nonsense going on, because this is definitely not how you're supposed to get into the castle. Mm. That
2: that pathway looks a little insecure.
0: Mm, Yes, perhaps for for someone of your... Oh, give it a compliment. (laughs) You look gorgeous. (laughs) (laughs) Yas pathway <laughs> <laughs> live, live your truth. humor stretches <laughs> underground, live your truth, <laughs> um yeah, okay, um, so we Baradale. can either go along the pathway or we can go into the citadel,
1: yeah, so Bardale, could you make a history check for me?
0: Yes, I can if I can find my dice, that is the wrong dice, yep, ooh, history, let me see that is a seventeen. Oof. So, as you were
1: reading through the books in Messelia's library, Good you remember books. reading some th- the books of which you gathered or from which you gathered the spells. Mm-hmm. Uh, you remember reading something from a history book you accidentally picked up picked up when you were looking for a spell book, and it mentioned about the Sunless Citadel, an ancient fortress that fell into the earth around the village or near the village of willowwood hmm. you realize this must be it
0: this is the sunless citadel i i've read about this in a in a book it i mean do i know much about it or is that basically the the by and large of it
1: you didn't read too much into it uh, it was basically a brief history of the area and there was a like a short entry on the sunless citadel but it from what you can remember it spoke a little about how it used to be like a fortress used by an ancient dragon cult. Okay. They were not necessarily evil or on the wrong side of the law, but liked to keep to themselves.
0: super into dragons. Um, How long ago? It sunk
1: uh, within the last thousand years, but long enough ago that no one alive remembers it.
0: Okay. That's not that hard in a thousand years. Um, right. Uh, well, I, I don't remember too much. It was history book. I was looking for something a bit more tangible, but I remember something about a dragon cult some sort of really really into the dragons the folks who used to live here dragons or maybe dragon singular i'm not sure i don't know how these dragon cults operate perhaps it's a a one-to-one ratio i'm not sure but dragon cult Mm. nevertheless let's go and see i think into the citadel and uh, dash the crenellations we'll maybe look at those later
1: all right. So you walk towards uh the tar entrance. Could both of you make a perception check for me, please? Uh you Koeko do so with advantage.
3: Good.
0: Investigation or perception? Perception, perception. Uh a hot 10. 90. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so you're both walking along and Koeko, you have to put out your arm to stop Borrowdale. When you notice in the floor <laughs> the unmortared edge of what must be a trap door.
0: What was that Knowing about? where Why? it
1: is, you can easily get around it and through to the door, but you don't know where it
0: goes. Borrowdale, what do you think that is? Well, on close inspection, it looks like some sort of aperture. Um, I mean, do you want to I don't think anyone should jump through it, but perhaps we could reconnoitre it from a distance. I have. Uh, allow me to try something. Your let's, knowledge of the arcane doesn't help you with this. Uh, it does. Uh, let's stand back, and we'll we'll open this up and see what happens. Uh, if it is indeed a trap, we don't want to be near it. Uh, so I want you not be looking at it,
2: and your knowledge of the arcane knows nothing of it.
0: Oh, like hmm a, a, a,
1: from first glimpses, it does not appear to be in any way an arcane structure.
0: It's just a trapdoor?
1: This seems purely mechanical.
0: All right, back up. I'm going to open this, but with the Sh- power of my mind. All right, I draw my axe for when um, he opens it. I'm going to use mage hand. Why?
2: All right. <laughs> just open it.
0: It's a cantrip. Cost me nothing. I might as well use magic.
2: <laughs> just to look cool.
0: Yeah. You're a millennial, for God's sake, man. <laughs> right (laughs) I want to do it like really like two hands up here like dust themselves off and then just like I'll stand in front of it with a great axe go over and just like a
2: little bit back a little bit back
0: open it up with mage hand I'm sort of standing far enough back that I'm not going to be hit first if something comes out of there
1: so as soon as pressure is applied anywhere to the trap door it flops down uh, immediately just falls upon its own weight and collapses into what seems to be a fifteen-ish foot deep pit, uh, at the bottom of which you see a giant rat scurry off into the corner, into the shadows, and two goblin skeletons.
0: Oh, it was a trap! Oh, well, I'm glad those goblins got it and we didn't. Um, let's keep our wits about us. I think so. Perhaps at the citadel. How long does this mage hand last? The hand vanishes if it is ever more than thirty feet away from you, or if you cast this spell again. Yeah, this, this, this. I think it's
1: around as long as you want it to be. Yeah, this
0: hand's going to come along and just like hover beside me. Just for the crowd.
1: Like as your sidekick.
0: Yeah. You're going to start talking to it. It's going to be my hand familiar.
1: I see. He needs. That could come in. Not handy. Handy.
2: (laughs) Did he just say his hand familiar? (laughs) Uh, If
0: I. Let me see. You can move the hand up to 30 feet each time you use it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I'm gonna make it so carry my bag.
1: Now it's rest. Oh, for yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Off you go, pack mule. Why not? <laughs> Although that's gonna suck if like you get into combat and cast Burning Hands on something and your backpack just falls to the floor and empties itself.
0: Oh, he's gonna go low then, like like a dash hound kind of height. <laughs> just dragging it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's hovering, but like a dash really, hound,
1: really unstealthily dragging all the metal no, no, components it can, can... and clanking.
0: How heavy is my bag? Because this, this hand can carry more than 10 pounds. I'm happy to kill either of you, but I can only see <laughs> you, <Bardo. laughs> This can carry 10 pounds. How heavy is my pack?
1: I couldn't tell you, but okay. we can assume that it can, it can lift Would it you fine. Would you like me to I'm cut
2: just... it in half with my great? <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, we continue on in watching for more trap. Excellent. <laughs> and my, my mage hand is carrying my bag for me like a valet.
1: So you open the huge stone door to which must lead into the rest of the Sunless Citadel. And it leads into a circular area that is cobbled with cracked granite, upon which sprawl the bodies of four goblins apparently slain in combat. One corpse stands with its back against the western wall, the spear that killed it still skewering it, holding it upright. Three is it a doors human lead from... It seems to be of that size, yeah. Thank you. Uh, Three doors lead from this area, one of them being the one that you just passed through. A hollow tower of loose masonry reaches 30 feet into the air, but the intervening floors and stairs are gone except for a couple of crumbled ledges.
0: Hmm. Alright, Mage Hand, do your thing. Get in there. Uh, Gives me back my pack and I go start rooting around to see if I can check out if there's any loot and sort of move the bodies around make sure there's no traps on them. The bodies. Yeah.
1: Alright, no worries. Um, quick investigation yields that they are not trapped and have been looted. There's nothing on them. Okay, I get
2: a the, the party before us has been here. Well, they didn't take could both
1: spear. Of you, could both of you please make a perception check, please? Ooh.
0: That is a 19. I got. I I got a four.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, neither of you notice anything out of the ordinary.
0: I got an 18.
1: Neither of you notice anything out of the ordinary.
0: Right, well, uh, I'm going uh, to have this spear uh, so I get the hand to pull the spear out of the corpse and bring it over to me.
1: Alright, so it unwedges from the wall and the corpse with a disgusting sort of squelch uh, and you can see there's writing on the wall uh, when the corpse slumps away uh, do well, either of you speak draconic?
0: Song. draconic? Mm. No. no Yes.
2: Oh, that's, that's unfortunate I've got common orc and dwarf
0: can I copy it like into my book so I can you keep... certainly can yeah Hopefully it doesn't cast a spell. Yeah, that... <laughs> Your book and ghosts into flames. No. <laughs> I want to copy no, it out good. so we you have a record it of it. I pull out my phone and take yeah. a quick selfie of that just just yeah. for records. Save it to Google. Oh, photos. it's a coffee
2: cup in the middle of Game <laughs> yeah. of Thrones.
3: Again.
0: Artistic shot, little Instagram uh, wall. Get some stuff for the grid. Um, yeah, I copy it down into the book so I have a reference of it because neither of us can speak that. Hopefully we can find someone who does.
1: Yep, yeah, sounds good. So there are two doors that lead away from this room other than the... Or yeah, two doors other than the one you came through. Where are, uh, one are these of doors them is situated?
2: In, one, one is left and one is right? Or?
1: Pretty much. So it's a circular room and one of them is to your front left and one of them is to your front right from the door that you entered.
2: Any tracks or anything that would indicate one door is more populated than the other? Uh, yes, actually. Um, there seems
1: to be a mix of Larger and smaller humanoid tracks tending more towards the
2: right-hand side door. Bardell, the humans have gone to the right door. Mm. Should we go there?
0: Well, they're either dead and we can loot them, or they're alive and they can help us. So, yes.
2: Cautiously, with me at the front, we go to the right-hand door.
1: Alright. This one's a wooden door, uh, braced with iron, but the iron is rusted and falling apart. Uh, you open the door no problem though, and it leads to a ten foot wide, fairly long corridor. Uh, there is a door on the left hand side of the corridor, on the right hand side of the corridor, and at the very end of the corridor opposite to you.
2: Okay, do these doors appear in any order? I mean, is, is are they sort of equidistant or do I have to walk uh, past one to get to another?
1: So, the one on the left and right the both of them are both about two thirds of the way down the hall towards the opposite end, and like mm-hmm. opposite to each other
2: okay, so Borrowdale, I think we arrive at the junction of the doors. There's one mm-hmm. on the left and one on the right. yes We have to open one
0: rather than two or, yes, we could
2: ignore them both and go straight forward but. I, I don't feel, like leaving danger behind.
0: I feel like that. Perhaps is. I mean, that would certainly be my first approach. Uh, nearly a week ago, that's what I would have done. But I'm I'm learning that there are different, more subtle ways of approaching a problem. And you have you've lightened me to that. So, yes, let's let's go left to right. So,
2: we are standing at two doors. Yes, I am facing one. Yes, you are facing the other. Correct. So, for the sake of argument, you are facing the left and I am facing the right. Which door shall we open?
0: Let's open yours so you are in front. Dungeon Master, cautiously and quietly,
2: I open the right door.
1: Wait, the right door or the one that isn't wrong?
2: (laughs) Both. Correct.
1: (laughs) 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 So the door you're facing is a stone relief Carved door um, And it seems to be sealing the chamber In front of you and it portrays a dragon like Fish swimming You apply a little bit of pressure to it You sense that it's a push door And you push But it doesn't move It seems to be
2: locked and you can see a small Keyhole Okay Can Borrowdale I think this door might be locked Mm. How about yours
0: well, would you like to do a little swap and we can approach this in much the same manner? You can go in front? No problem at all.
2: So we swap sides and I open the door on the left. Or we'll try to. it. So this
1: door is uh, the wood and iron, similar to the one before. And you open it no problem with a squeak of rusted metal. And in front of you... Lies a ruined chamber that stands empty of all but a litter of rocky debris.
2: Hmm. A litter of what?
1: Rocky debris.
0: Okay. Just a whole so lot of rock nothing. Just rock and
1: rubble and dust.
0: Um. Do you enter the room? Uh no, no, not well. No. I think we open the door casually. <laughs> not now that you've asked that. <laughs> Can I mage hand float in there? Do you, there you make much like,
1: noise around the room? Woop, 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 woop,
0: woop. No, we're both Never. trying to be quiet and and cautious. Uh, I'm good I'm at quiet. Him on the other hand. Can I send mage hand in to kind of like float in? Have a ju- juke around? Yep.
1: So as soon as your mage hand passes the precipice of the door, nothing happens. It seems to just be an empty room. <laughs>
0: Okay. Oh, Seth, you can't have friends. <laughs> <laughs> right. Other door, then, perhaps we can. Uh, can I. I don't know. I don't know. Can I Jimmy the lock from the other side?
1: You don't really have the correct tools to do so.
0: I mean, with the mage hand, because the mage hand can just, like, flip stuff. There's n no, There's no need. I'll open an unlocked door. Never mind. Would you like no, to just go no through need. the door?
2: No, we can. We can look at this. We can look at that. So one door is locked. One door leads to a potentially empty-ish room. Mm -hmm. Or we can go straight on. We're being led straight on. That's where the world wants us to go.
0: I don't like order. I prefer a more sandbox approach. And I don't like being uh, railroaded into this. But I suppose... Given the circumstances, we shall. Borodale.
2: The only thing I can say to you is that you are the poor sucker editing this. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you want to explore each room ad infinitum, I'm there. <laughs> However, onwards I to feel the first door. <laughs> we may need to go straight down with Koeko in the lead,
0: ready to face what may come. I believe that might be the best approach. So. Onward, noble steed. So as
2: they say in the cavalry... Charge! We're off off to that front door.
1: So you go to the front door. Uh, This one is another wooden and iron rusty one. However, this one seems to have seen a lot more use. And due to its deteriorating condition, has had to be patched up with... uh, scraps of other rotting wood from other places and animal hides and things that were definitely not in the original construction plans uh, but it opens uh, all the same and in the room in front of you you see crudely executed symbols and glyphs scribed in bright green dye decorating this large and irregularly shaped crumbling chamber Is this a large pit script? in the centre uh, it seems to be yes A large pit in the centre shows evidence of a recent fire, and a metallic cage in the middle of the southern wall contains a gaping hole and stands empty. A small wooden bench draped with green cloth is next to the cage, and several small objects rest on it. A bedroll lies near the wooden bench, and the sound of whimpering comes from inside it. From
2: inside what?
1: From inside the The bedroll? bedroll.
2: Oh, inside the bedroll or inside the bed?
1: Uh, inside the sleeping bag.
0: Okay,
2: all
1: right. I'm I mm.
0: believe there might be someone less than deceased over there, more than deceased. I don't know. Okay. So we we are on full alert here.
2: I have an a great axe in my hand. My eyes yep. are flicking from left to right. Uh, uh, Borrowdale is, I, I don't know, reading a book or something. But, but I'm holding clear. the spear that I took from
0: the dead guy. No, he's
2: holding a spear. Look, he's clearly alert. We are going to back towards that bedroll, strike sleeping bag, um, and and investigate what what it might be. Okay, so you
1: slowly creep up on whatever creature might be inhabiting the, the bedroll, and as you get closer, you see. Dull orange scales of a small humanoid figure, curled up in a ball with tears running
0: down his cheeks. Is it? Is it a goblin? I, I can't quite. Can I do an insight check to see it if it is? There
1: are, it is a goblin. You don't even need an insight check. It is definitely not a goblin.
0: Oh, definitely not a orange goblin. Scales.
1: You see and identify this creature as a kobold.
0: Oh, one of the little dragon fellows. Um, perhaps he speaks common. That's probably asking a lot. But uh, hail! He might speak dwarvish. dwarvish.
2: The dwarves and the dragons have a relationship.
0: Well, perhaps we should allow me to try some dwarvish then. Let's see if he's. We might as well start friendly and then move on to less than friendly. Uh, so in dwarvish, in dwarvish they say, uh, uh, "Hail, friend! We mean you. We mean you know harm." <laughs> He doesn't even
1: respond to you at all, and you wager that he probably didn't even hear you over the sound of his own weeping.
0: Okay, can I kind of nudge him with a spear, but not not in a stabby way, but more of like a nudgy way?
2: Uh, Yeah, you certainly can. If you nudge him with a spear, I will beat you to death with the flat of my axe.
0: (laughs) It's more to get his attention. That's a compelling
2: argument. (laughs) I hinted strongly. He's um, clearly clearly distressed. We need you, Borrowdale, to engage. We need you to use intelligence and perception and to offer help to this person.
0: (sighs) That's my least favourite. Fine. Charm person, then. Or I can cut them in half with an axe. I don't believe that's necessary yet. They may have some information, so maybe we can get them to calm Talk. down, we can have a chat. Talk and help. Right. Can I cast Charm Persian on the Kobold?
1: Uh you can, but it might not be necessary. Okay. He doesn't seem to be ignoring you or, you know, he's just crying trying too much? to be in your he's way. Scared. He's just incredibly upset.
0: Okay, can I just sort of Cough and uh, hello there, friend. We're we're not meaning you any harm. I'm nice and loud enough so you can hear me.
1: He moves with a start and turns around you. palms and up can see through his hello. tears.
0: Hello,
2: hi. Seth has has Thomas always been this completely impervious to emotion? <laughs> this must be
0: difficult. Only in this character. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Carry on, It was a,
1: it Borodale. Was a childhood, but I made it through.
2: <laughs> well done you, <laughs> sir. Well done you. <laughs>
1: but yes, um, this kobold looks up at you, tears in his eyes, and he's just like, The, the clan's dragon. We lost it. The wretched goblin stole Gelkrix our dragon.
0: Oh, that is a pickle. Um, did you have the dragon long?
1: Six months. <laughs> he
0: continues uh, weeping. Right. A relatively new purchase, then. And so, what, 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 what's your name, first of all, then, Fred? Because we mean you know harm. <laughs> Meepo. Me- M-E-E-P-O? Yes. Meepo. That's quite a name. Uh, I'm Borrowed Air Hardmouth. This is my companion, Kaweko. Uh, he doesn't have a surname. <laughs> uh, well... Yes, we we just want to help. We're here to render assistance, and uh, we we came at actually this,
1: at your first mention of the word help. He jumps up and immediately his crying ceases, and he's just like, H- "Help! You you get dragon back."
0: Well, I I'm sure we could probably work something out. You don't like the goblins, am I aware? Is that correct? <laughs> Hate goblin. Oh, good. Well, I haven't really decided where I stand on the goblet issue. It's rather a complex matter, but uh, certainly they're causing trouble in areas, and uh, I want to Meepo. investigate Has it a little more.
2: anybody passed through this? Right, looking to help.
1: Mipo, don't know, but Yustrel does. Meepo take you to meet Yustrel leader. If you make nice, Who's you get Eustrael? safe passage. If you promise Who is to make Eustrael? nice.
0: Our leader. Well, leader That's of what? Quite, quite an invitation. Of Meepo, of Kobold. H- how many are you?
1: You see him look to his hand, his uh, taloned, scale-covered hand, and he throws up one finger and counts, and throws up the second and counts, and third and fourth, and then he sort of. After the fourth, looks visibly confused and goes, Yes.
0: (laughs) Right, you're an intelligent chap,
2: aren't you? Um, What am I led to believe Meepo is part of? Is what, sir? What am I led to believe Meepo is part of? He's a... Uh,
1: He's a kobold.
2: A kobold?
1: Kobold's... Yes, kobolds are small dragon-like humanoids. Uh, pretty, pretty miserable creatures. They are almost generally almost quite rare. They band I think together, rare enough. Uh, yeah, not, definitely not as common as goblins, but they tend to accumulate um, near dragons or sites of dragon history.
0: Mm, I think, Kweka, perhaps there's something in this. This chap seems quite amenable, and if they've lost a dragon and the goblins have recently gained a dragon then perhaps the uh the fruit situation is uh, in some Maybe way connected
1: if, if you promise to rescue dragon you'll make nice to you answer questions
0: that's possible yeah i mean we are as you we're we're a little bit hesitant it's, it's quite a dangerous looking place we don't want to get Injured or trapped, you know. We're just trying to be safe.
2: We have to make a decision, so we will follow you. If you betray us, I'll cut you in half. Meepo,
1: no betray. Meepo, make nice. You'll make nice if you rescue Dragon.
2: Then we have okay no problem. Well, Meepo, get I it think wrong. Meepo gets cut in half. He uh, looks
1: as if he's about to start crying again. Uh, Good. But then... (laughs) Wow. Um, Yeah, he he sort of motions for you to follow him and starts uh, marching towards one of the doors out of the room.
2: Borodale, I think we should follow this man.
1: Oh, sorry. There is some stuff in the room that you haven't investigated yet.
0: Meepo, can we have one moment just to have a little look around before we depart. We've, this is the first place we've been here, so I'm going to roll an investigation check, Meepo. Just calm down while I do so. Uh, that he is... looks
1: like visibly upset and impatient and frustrated, but he realises that he is the smallest creature in the room and sort of waits begrudgingly.
0: Okay. Uh, Meepo, that is a 17 unnatural on my uh, investigation Ooh. check.
2: Have it.
1: So, there are more symbols on the walls uh in what you can only assume is draconic because you can't read it Uh, yeah metallic cage on the southern wall is all but destroyed and can't be used to restrain anything um you search the cage and you find these small white flakes could one of you make a nature actually koeko specifically could you make a nature check please
2: At twenty natural plus whatever.
1: Oof! So, sorry. This is a very rare find. These are the scales of a white dragon. Quite a young one, but a white dragon nonetheless.
2: Wow. That's the what? That's the real stuff, as they say in France. That's the real thing. Anything pardon? good? Uh, pardon, sorry. I was speaking French. Uh, the natural dragon, I can't believe it. I, right. ex- I explained to um, Burrowdale that it's, uh, it's very rare. Very
0: unusual. Perhaps you would pocket them for later. They may come in candy later on. They may come in candy. They may come in candy, pink. Mm. Yes, just put them in the pocket and we'll see. Uh, I'm going to copy down all this. Uh, I think it's draconic, but I, it's one of the few languages I don't speak. So I'm going to copy this into my notebook, my uh, pocket notebook, uh, from a very, very reputable tradesman I found in the square, uh, Nero. So it's a wonderful notebook. <laughs> and uh, I'm copying the draconic into it now with a, a black wing quill. <laughs> Dragon scales. <skills. laughs> right. Um, is there anything else worth noting? Is that is there anything else? So there are.
1: Uh, there's a fire pit. If that yields any interest to either of you, yeah, mm. no. I think Quick cursory should. glance. I'd, here.
2: I'd like to go and see the fire pit. Fire is something that is a bit of a mystery to my co-adventurer, but I fear it healthily. So I'd like to go and look at the fire pit and see what my perception can bring me. So, no
1: roll needed. You can see that there is a large pile of grey ashes. There seem to be small bones and pieces of goblin armour in the ashes.
0: Can I sift with mage hand to see he it's in shiny?
2: So, are those you bones consistent with being goblin bone.
1: Small enough to be goblin and not draconic enough to be kobold.
0: Okay, oh, So looks like some, my perception—some ate
1: that
2: it. That the party that came before me has slain some goblin and fought. Is that right? Uh,
1: well, it's not. Apparent that the party before you killed uh, the goblins. In fact, this chamber seems to have been used by the kobolds, so the kind of evidence that you're seeing would indicate that the kobolds and the goblins are fighting.
2: Okay.
0: Mm, Okay, that's interesting.
2: Any evidence to human presence? Uh,
1: Roll investigation, please. Uh,
0: 19, unnatural. 12 for
1: me let's go with his so between the two of you you search the room pretty thoroughly and find no traces of human activity
0: mm, the humans may not have made it down here the adventurers Meepo did you see any other travellers any other adventurers like us
3: uh
1: mm. Meepo, no, no,
0: but... But Yseldril does. Mm, Okay, I suppose. All right, lead on. So,
1: there are two doors to the north of this chamber and two doors to the south. Meepo takes you to none of these. He takes you directly west towards a stone corridor. Uh, He actually takes you past two or three more doors um, until he leads you into... What can only be described as a very long, wide chamber. Um, I'm presuming that you're not going to make any effort to enter any of these rooms.
0: No, not with him leading us. I see no reason
2: to at the moment. I'll go in front.
1: Alright. So, So about halfway down the corridor... About halfway down the corridor, Meepo just shouts at the top of his voice,
0: "Tickle corn!" He it's what? He it's sh- what? Tickle corn? Tickle corn? Um, Tickle
3: corn.
0: I, I
2: assume that was Northern Irish or something. What? Tickle corn. <laughs> no.
1: This is as random to TJ as it is to you. Okay. Sorry, Borrow
2: Alright, uh, uh, so I, I've got my grey axe in my hand. I'm hyper aware. I'm immediately <laughs> He's Carrying behind me, and I'm going. So, uh, whatever the orcish is for, let's have it.
1: So Meepo kept striding on as if it wasn't even a a, ra- a weird thing to do, but then notices that you're sort of hanging back a
2: little bit more and looking at him weirdly, and he goes, "Meepo is about a second <laughs> and a half for having a javelin through his throat." So Meepo, what are you doing?
1: Password? St- not for other kobold, no, you make nice.
2: Mipo if you announce a password unexpectedly again, I will kill you. Do you understand?
1: Meepo just looks at you.
2: Dude tears still in the rims of his eyes. Understand Yes. Good Let's move on. Onward (laughs) The party goes on. So the party goes on. And
1: Meepoo leads you down the corridor. He looks as if he's about to shout something at one point, but looks back at you and sort of reconsiders. Good choice. So you get to this long, relatively wide corridor. It's about 20 feet wide and over 100 feet long. Uh, You enter it from the bottom. And from what you can see, as you walk up the course of this long hall, a double row of relief-carved marble columns march the length of this long, large hall. The worn carvings depict entwining dragons. At the end of the corridor, you see three kobolds, one particularly well adorned, sitting in a rather decorated throne-like chair.
2: So, I brace myself, looking as big and as strong as I can, and I address the kobolds and say hello sorry hello Um, we believe so one of the guards
1: one of the guards to the side of the character sitting in the throne Mm -hmm. looks to meepo and says meepo meepo goes yes human half-orc make nice they rescue dragon and they look at you expectantly.
2: Yep, that's why we're here. Shut up. Saw the ad. Shut <laughs> up. So I explained that I've rescued the dragon. And that I'm here to seek their help. In understanding the apple and the orc. So you've rescued the dragon? Well, give me time. I my
1: are you saying that you've rescued the dragon? Or that you will? Yes. Okay. So, the character in the middle, sort of, if the, if a kobold could be described as a cat, this one would be so. You can tell that she's a female kobold, and she kind of looks at you with this general disdain and lack of interest. She sort of addresses you nonchalantly and not really giving a damn, just like, so you're going to save my dragon.
0: Oh, thank goodness you can speak normally. These, these other kobolds were driving me insane.
1: (laughs) And they sort of, the other kobolds sort of look at you with a glare and like, even well, Meepo doesn't, Meepo's just looking at you with stars in his eyes, thinking like dragon, 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 dragon. Um, But yes, the the woman, or woman kobold, uh, Eustrael, she's like, yes, well, some of us are blessed with a higher level of
0: intelligence. Yes, I know that burden all too well. We are uh, Borodel Hardmuth, that's me, and Koeko, the brawny one, that's him, and we are here on an adventure to uh, seek some truths and learn some knowledge, and most of all, uh, do good. I suppose. And so we were brought here uh, on the the knowledge that there was goblins and they were doing something with some sort of uh, magical apple and we wanted to perhaps investigate. And now it seems that there is perhaps a, an additional part to this where your dragon has disappeared. Perhaps we may be able to assist in that for some sort of recompense.
1: Yes, well... The goblins stole our dragon. Kale if you return it to us, you can choose from a multitude of fine rewards and have our help in eliminating the goblin threat.
0: When you say goblin threat, they are not so much a threat to us as a threat to you.
1: Did you not come here to seek their elimination?
0: Oh, we... 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 They sell apples, and these apples heal ills, and we wanted to know how.
1: Ah, yes, the apples.
0: I've seen one.
1: The goblins acquire it from an outcast who lives down below. The goblins are his servant.
0: An outcast what?
1: I... Don't know. I've never seen him.
0: Right. So where did they so take your is... dragon? So...
1: They took our dragon deeper into their fortress. Hmm. We would like to have the whole fortress to ourselves. You see, kobolds are heir to dragons, and as the mightiest among my people, I have led a brave few to this ancient holy site. Listen, dragons oh were worshipped one. here.
2: would you like your dragon back? Yes. Would you like me to get it for you?
1: I suppose that would be amiable. And
2: how many gold pieces would you pay, my friend Hardman and I to bring you your dragon back?
1: I could offer 35 gold pieces along with selection of two out of the three items on my altar. Or this key which unlocks a secret chamber elsewhere in the dungeon.
2: Listen, my friend. I could offer you exactly the same. What I would like is the gold key. Is 100 gold pieces. And is your cooperation in rescuing your dragons and capturing the goblins.
1: Unfortunately I don't have much in the way of your kind's currency, and I can only offer the thirty five, but I think you'll find that the items on my altar far exceed the value for which you seek.
2: Well what are the items in which case I'll take all of the altar.
1: Roll Persuasion or Intimidation, whichever you
0: prefer.
2: I have a feeling I might Difficult go question. for Intimidation. Given the
0: <laughs> can I add a Persuasion yeah, roll yeah. onto that?
1: You can Assist, so you roll Persuasion, and then um, if you succeed, you can add a modifier to Koeko's roll. Uh, 12
2: uh, plus 1, 36. 13. What was that again, sorry? 13. 1 and 3. 6. Right, so uh, unfortunately,
1: you didn't look particularly persuasive back there, Borrowdale. However, Kweko, you know, the, the hand on your axe probably helped a little bit. And she, I suppose I could be persuaded to allow you to take all three of the items.
0: What are the items? Would you do me a quick rundown on their properties?
1: So, there's a small token-like object. This is uh, obviously just your observation rather than, than her speaking. A small token-like object that seems very obviously imbued with some kind of magic, but specifically you can't identify. And uh, three spell scrolls, as as well as a small flask filled with red liquid.
0: Okay, so one's a health potion. There's three scrolls in there and there's something else that's magic.
2: What's the Red Potion? Yes, I'm going to
0: cleave somebody in half
2: until somebody tells me what the Red Potion is. Possibly you, Borodale. Borodale, come on. What is it?
0: I, I think it's a health potion. It's a health potion, right?
1: Yes, it's a health potion.
0: And the scrolls, what spells?
1: Well, I'm something of an advanced spellcaster myself. And the first is uh, what you folk might refer to as mage armour. The second is Spider Climb, and the third is Knock.
0: Right, I mean, I can do Mage Armor right now, and I don't need a spell scroll for it, but... the Shall we move on,
2: Borrowdale?
0: I suppose... What's the token before we leave? Ah,
1: that is an item of untold arcane power.
0: Yes, what does it do?
1: It contains untold arcane power.
0: Can I do an insight check to see if she's talking nonsense?
1: You can certainly try. Okay.
0: That is a two.
1: <laughs> you believe her wholeheartedly. <laughs>
2: i, I eleven. If Untold that
0: helps. arcane power.
1: <laughs> and Koeko, you're. Uh... Judgment doesn't really factor in as much here. You basically take no. whatever Borrowdale says at face value because you trust his mm-hmm. judgment on the Arcan. No, Fair
0: point, fair point. All right, say we get your dragon back. Where would we go, downstairs? What's the reward? Meepo! We've
1: <laughs> <laughs> already discussed your reward. 35 gold pieces, the entire contents of my altar, and my assistance in disposing of the goblins
0: that's not bad can we have meepo as well
1: well he will guide you to where the goblins have taken the dragon we suspect
0: yes i mean or like after like a like a valet type situation
1: suppose that would be up to meepo we don't really like him so Mipo,
0: they don't stop want thinking you. about your wardrobe stop it <laughs> meepo we'll we'll talk about this later but you're coming home with me
1: So scared
0: <laughs> I would be alright <laughs> <laughs> right, meepo lead on let's, uh, let's head down into the depths get ourselves a dragon alright
1: so he leads you back along the corridor from whence you came back into that irregularly shaped room with the broken cage and the fire pit this time to one of the northern doors the one that faces away from the direction you just came uh, he sort of explains to you, um, I'll condense it down so as not to have to do that voice anymore, but he explains to you that this is sort of the the back door towards where the goblins are. There's another door, but it is reinforced and guarded because it's the main thoroughfare from which the goblin raiders would attack. This is a more unused passage. Have
2: humans passed this way before?
1: Are you asking mepo or are you investigating? I'm asking Meeper. So Mepo seems pretty useless at this stage beyond pointing you in the general direction you should go. He seems to know absolutely nothing except for the fact that the goblins took his dragon and he wants it back. Okay. So he explains that he is the dragon keeper and that is a very well-respected and highly sought-after position within the kobold community.
0: Except when you lose the dragon.
1: Yeah, it doesn't really uh Said an either.
0: Irishman in the corner.
2: So, uh we now look at the door and go, hmm Has a human been this way before?
1: So roll investigation.
2: Eighteen plus Twenty three plus something. Oh let's go with his
1: So you can actually make out since the dust is not as disturbed here from cobalt tracks and the like, uh, you can make out four sets of larger humanoid tracks. Ooh, they appear
0: to have gone this A party
1: then, of suppose. four. A party of four.
0: Mm-hmm. Adventurers unite. Let's follow them. Lead on All me, right.
1: So he leads you on, Meepo, through nice, a nice. narrow corridor that doesn't really contain anything. It twists and turns, but it is still man-made, same as the rest of the fortress. Um, You're alert for danger, but there isn't any to be found. You eventually walk up to this large stone door, which Meepo sort of tries to push open, and then stops and looks up at you, Koeko. Mm.
2: Okay, Brodell, I can open this door and behind it is all world of trouble. When I open this door, we're in the game. Right.
0: Um perhaps I should mm, I'll wait. No got to cast some sort sure, of armor, I'll no.
2: wait. We're gonna push open this door. We're going to be alert. We're gonna try not to be conspicuous. In your case, we're gonna try not to talk too much. And we're going to see what the world holds for us. Yes? Yes. Meepo? Agreed?
1: Meepo agrees.
2: (laughs) Excellent. Consensus. I take a big deep breath, I pull in my tummy, push out my chest, open the door.
1: So the door grinds across the stone floor uncomfortably loudly and you look into the room that hides behind it without the lit torch sconces of the previous kobold inhabitants this room is fairly dark it's not a problem for the kobold it's not a problem for the half-orc but a human may struggle to see clearly in these
0: conditions can I cast light on Meepo
2: no, he's okay.
1: You can cast light on Meepo's clothes. Yep, he's that okay. sounds good.
0: You'll
2: you oh, Sorry. I'm fine. Meepo's fine. It's you. That needs... Yeah,
0: yeah. I know, but if I make Meepo glow, then I can use him as a torch.
1: <laughs> and oh, okay. you can make him go first. Like, that's a win-win in my book. Plus, anyone who tries to attack you will literally have a shining target on Meepo, who I presume you care about less than yourselves
0: slightly, yes Uh, I cast glow, or cast light on his clothes Meepo, I've imbued you with magical energy, you are impenetrable now
1: so Meepo doesn't even hear you all he sees is himself glow brightly and he just starts screaming and throws himself on the floor and starts rolling around in the floor (laughs) of this large chamber Um, Koeko you notice that He's rolling over tracks and covering them up with dust, as he does so.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Meepo, Meepo He continues Campa. rolling and destroying <laughs> the chat? Meepo, it was a spell to make you impenetrable damage. You're fine. Don't worry about it. You're just glowing. I did it. Don't worry.
1: Roll Persuasion.
0: Natural 20.
1: Okay, so he immediately. <laughs>
2: Natural hears twenty you, again. And
1: now, <laughs> now he believes he is some sort of god, demigod. I would have thought. And he's, he's I strutting about god with, with his chest puffed out, thinking,
0: "Ave, so powerful." Yes, the glow is in fact your energy aura, and it can You're make a problem? you impenetrable today. Bring it here. <laughs> Perhaps Meepo you should lead Meepo. Lot.
2: So, apart from Meepo's you found godlike powers, what do I, Koeko, see before me?
1: You see an empty room filled only by the tracks that are partially obscured. You can make mm. out four sets of larger humanoid tracks and. A lot of smaller scurrying marks accompanied by rat droppings. Could you roll survival, please?
2: Yeah. Twelve. Uh survival do I get? Very bottom. Oh uh, twelve plus two. Fourteen. So you can
1: almost make out how old they are, but you can't quite discern. What you can tell is that the rat droppings are a lot more recent than the humanoid tracks. Okay. Well.
0: Anything in the tracks?
1: Uh, apart from recently disturbed Meepo-shaped dust particles, no. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: Hmm.
0: Meepo, would you do us the honours with your no uh, strength and Meepo. just lead the way?
2: Where do we go?
1: So, Meepo charges full speed at the stone door on the other side of the room,
2: Oh, oh God! collides with happens. it, oh.
1: and knocks himself unconscious. Oh dear, dear. <laughs>
0: Jesus. God save uh, us. Is he still glowing?
1: Uh, his clothes are still glowing as saliva drools from his face.
0: Right. I'll, I should be able to drag him. We can... Yeah. That's fine. You lead on. He's going to
1: have a concussion, but
2: apart
0: from that. I don't think it'll render so him any more He feels that
2: door was the way to go, but unfortunately it wouldn't open for him. So I I guess I try and open
1: So it's another stone door. And it opens very easily for you. This one slightly more smoothly than the one before. It was already ajar, uh, Mm -hmm. but not from Meepo's attempts.
2: (laughs) Sure. Magically ajar.
1: More just it was left open.
2: Could be that too.
1: Meepo probably could have slipped through it if he had, you know, thought.
2: Yeah, but he's Meepo.
1: So, you walk into this second further room and dust and odd bits of stony debris and rubble lie scattered on the floor. An ornate fountain is built into the eastern wall, so that's on your right whenever you enter the room. Though cracked and stained, the fountain's overarching overarching carving of a diving dragon retains its lustering beauty. A relief-carved stone door stands on the western wall, so that's to your left, and in Mm -hmm. front of you on the far side of the room, there is a stone archway that leads further into the shadowy depths.
2: Mm. 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 Well, presumably, uh, my intelligence is arriving. Gently, he's coming through the door. Um, Burredale?
0: Bur- uh, right. Oh, what there he Can I do an uh, investigation just to kind of see what the direction of travel might have been for anyone passing through who is not a rat?
1: So both of you can pick up the trail of the humanoid tracks. It seem, they seem to be going straight ahead. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them does seem to sort of trail towards the fountain and sort of spend a bit of time around there. Um, and another different set of tracks goes to the other door on your left and spends a little time there. And the other two sets of tracks can be seen sort
2: of impatiently of
1: kicking the ground. They are all humanoid. There are still rat droppings, but you can discern or rat tracks and droppings, but you can discern those fairly easily. Hmm. Have a look at that fountain. Alright, could you roll an arcana check for me, please?
0: Eww, that's not very good. That's an 11. Yeah, me too. I've got 11
2: so, plus 1.
1: There is mostly worn away inscription into the stone on the basin's front it's in a language that you can't understand but Borrowdale you recognize one word the draconic for fire
2: Mm. Ooh, that says fire put that away young man
1: (laughs) you could spend some time here uh, trying to figure out this inscription and investigating the rest of the room. Uh, we follow also... the tracks.
2: Me in the lead. Muppet. Yep, means. yep.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I'm presuming, Borrowdale, you're trailed away from this inscription. You're like yeah, I trying think desperately to write it down as you're pulled away note, from the, scruff yeah. of the neck. No worries. So... You guys head north through the archway. It widens briefly, and the arch continues straight ahead. There is a crumbled down passage uh, caved in to your right, and to your left is another stone door, similar to the one on your left in the previous room, but noticeably different.
2: Noticeably different in what way?
1: Well, the one prior seemed unique in its carvings, whereas this one seems more akin to the other stone doors you've seen.
2: Okay. So I think it's probably, for me at least, time to go, you know these hand axes, I'm just going to put them back in their slings. I'm just going to pull out the great axe, just in case I need to hit somebody really, really bloody hard. So I'm going to go to that door (laughs) and... In a gentle, persuasive sort of way, I'm going to kick it as hard as I I'm going to hit it really hard.
1: (laughs) The stone door on your left, yes? Correct. So you brace up a lot of strength and boot this door. It flings open faster than you would ever expect a stone door to move. And on the other side, both of you lay eyes upon a completely empty room. There's another stone door on the right wall of this one.
0: Oh, that was anticlimactic. Would you like to try the same scenario on that side?
2: I've got to be honest here, Burdale. I'm building up now some some energy. <laughs> I, I I may have to kill a goldfish or something, but I have to kill. So <laughs> let's let's go and kick whatever door you'd like to be kicked. I'll kick it.
0: Well, let's just kick them all then. We might as well. Uh, we've. I'm dragging this Meepo fellow here. It's not terribly light, but I'm dragging him. Uh, we might as well kick the doors down and get this started.
1: All right, so Baradil, or Koeko, sorry, can I ask you a quick question? Are you wearing shoes?
2: As far as I know, yes, I'm wearing um Outlander shoes. So bits of leather wrapped around my feet. All
1: right, no particular reason for asking that. <laughs> So you wind up and kick this door with the same amount of ferocity that you kicked the first? Uh, I
2: don't do things without ferocity.
1: Could you make a perception check, please?
0: Yes, I can. That would be... A twelve. What was that, Sorry, Twelve.
1: Okay, so just before the door is kicked, you can hear the sound of shrill, high-pitched voices coming from the other side of the wall, sort of yelling and laughing and boisterously getting on, but you don't have much time to act on it before the door is kicked down and torchlight floods into the room you're in.
0: Can I see anything?
1: Yes, you see this. Uh, A ten-foot-wide hall is liberally strewn with sharp caltrops, On the northern wall of this passage, at the far end, passage to the room beyond is partially blocked by a roughly mortared three-foot-high wall, complete with crenellations. It's different construction to the surrounding fortress, uh, and behind it you can see two goblins. They immediately react, but not before you, Borrowdale, uh, get a surprise round in.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm going to hold up the lifeless body of Meepo, who's still glowing, and go, I I got you a kobold. I was hoping we could parlay about uh, a little bit of quid pro quo. I know you're not terribly happy with these folks.
1: Kobold has magic and half-orc minion. Attack! And they they just... Yep. So, roll initiative.
0: (laughs) I believe this might be more your forte than uh, Koeko. I wrote... Six. 11. I wrote 15 plus 1. 11 plus 2. Well... So, 16 for Coeco,
1: and 13, 13 for Barodeo.
0: Bowl on in so there and one, cause some damage.
1: One of the goblins was a little bit faster than you guys but the other was not. So one of the goblins reacts very quickly, draws a small, uh, badly crafted, but nonetheless functional bow with an arrow, and lets it loose at you, Koeko. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: So that is a 18 to hit. Okay. So if you compare that with your armor class, if it is the same or exceeds, then the goblin successfully scores a hit
2: armor class is 13.
1: So that is a hit, and he deals six points of piercing damage to
0: you. Ouch! Can I... Oh, I'll wait till my turn, I suppose that's probably better.
1: So next up is Koeko. You've just Mm -hmm. been struck from the shoulder by a crudely crafted arrow.
2: Mm. And the other two goblins are out of the game, I think.
1: There are two goblins in total, and they're hiding behind the, like, three-foot wall on the other side of the caltrop strewn hallway, uh, firing so, arrows at you.
2: So one is taking cover, and one is... Go- uh, do I have visibility of the guy that hit me?
1: They're both taking cover, but you could still see them and throw something at them if you wanted to.
2: Uh, so are they within range of slashing, or not?
1: You would have to cross the caltrops in the hallway. You'd have to charge at them. Right. They're within your movement range. Like you could, you could do that, but you would have to suffer some kind of roll for navigating the hallway.
2: Or I could do the whole throne thing, thing, thing. So you um, certainly could. I'll do the throne thing. I'll just, I'll just throw a jab.
1: All right. So. Roll a d20, and add the attack modifier of your javelin.
2: 24!
1: So... You threw the goblin... Or you threw- You threw the javelin at the goblin who struck you with the arrow. Mm. And... He was just a fraction of a second away from getting into cover but unfortunately for him, you nicked him just before he went down. Roll damage, please, with advantage for scoring such a successful hit.
2: Six. Six. Yeah, it's a, it's so, a, he takes a three at four. Six.
1: So this, this javelin goes straight into the neck of the goblin, and he falls to the floor, gargling with blood dripping out of his throat he is out of fight still alive but not fighting mm. well Give me so borrow deal
0: uh, I'm going to hand the spear that I got from the, the previous room to Kueko to make up for his lost javelin um, and then I'm going to let me see we got one behind cover and one having a bad time I have lots of Japanese. <laughs> uh, really I could end up. Ki- I feel like I need to let you like run off some of this energy and murder something, so I'm kind of. I don't want to kill them all. Um, it's alright.
2: Win a fight. You could... It's okay. Win a fight.
0: No, no. Can I. I want to let you, you know, get some of this pent-up anger out. Just smash some stuff. So, can I use Mage Hand to clear Caltrops from the field to give him a nice running pathway?
1: Yep, so roll Dexterity for me.
0: Oh, natural 20.
1: So, what should have taken about five minutes of brushing and picking and, you know, casting aside, you just... Manipulate this hand very, very quickly and just swoosh all the caltrops in the way to either side of the of the hallway, giving Koweko a straight down the field run whenever it comes to his turn. However, oh, you're bad. Before that can happen, second goblin starts lining up a shot.
0: Can I car behind Meepo just as my bonus action?
1: That's kind of cruel, but yes. Um, <laughs> an arrow whizzes past your head, uh, narrowly avoiding Meepo's skull. <laughs> <laughs> so now it goes to the first goblin's turn, and from the other side of the wall you hear weak gargling and drowning noises. And uh, now it's your turn, quick
2: so now I need to throw what? Initiative or damage or what? Oh, or, or make a decision?
1: So if you want to throw another javelin, mm. if you want to throw another javelin, you can do that same as before. Roll the d20 and add the attack modifier. What am uh, I but, faced with? Uh, deal has Barodil has cleared the way, so you can just run down the corridor, vault over, and strike this, this guy with your big axe. So
2: there's one or two of these guys? Or... Just one. Just one.
1: There are two in total, but one of them is out of the fight, on the floor, drowning on his own blood.
2: Excellent. So there's a goblin over there
1: with nothing between him yes. and him. Right. A three foot tall wall, but that's not going to help much against you.
2: I wouldn't have thought so. So we're going to go for a great axe. I would have thought we're going to have the great axe there. We're going to do the whole sort of barbarian bah! thing. And, oh dear. And then throw 19 plus 5. No, 3. three sorry. 22. So,
1: you storm down this hallway, the floor and walls shaking as you do so. You basically jump over the 3 foot tall wall with ease, and you bring as you're Coming back down to the floor, you bring the full weight and power of your great axe towards this goblin. Roll damage, please. So, this axe basically Absolutely. can't tell the difference between goblin flesh and the air that it just went through. And hits the ground before you realize it actually went through any goblin. And half of it falls to the left and half of it falls to the right.
2: So as we say, find a the pen then.
1: <laughs> So that is a very dead goblin. And just as you do that, the other one on the floor bleeds out and lets out one final I'm so, I'm
0: cough. Surprise give the option. Feel better?
2: <sighs> Thank you. Pardon.
1: Very welcome. So, in this room, there are some supplies and rotting wooden crates filled with ammunition and shoddily crafted arrows. But on the other side of the door, leading deeper into the chamber, you hear the noises of rallying goblins that seem alerted to your presence.
2: Hmm. Okay, here we go, Harmouth. What do we do? Do we uh, I'm going right to cast
0: mage armor on myself.
1: <laughs> so, you successfully cast mage armor on yourself? Um, it's not quite the question I was asking. This time?
2: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking slightly slightly nonplussed. I've drawn my axe. I'm exercising all of my skills, and I'm looking towards that noise going, and now the time has come. I'm focused. My rage is moments away.
0: Alrighty then. Uh, so
1: let's get to it. You hear arguing from the other side of the of the door. Um Kaweko, you're slightly too enraged to bother trying to translate, but you borrowed could you make an intelligence check to see if you can translate from goblin to the rough dwarvish, you know?
0: Uh yeah, that is is translation a thing?
1: I think it's just intelligence.
0: Ooh, what's
2: intelligence? That would well, be... So we both speak Dwarvish. You can't give us our time on Dwarvish. We both
0: speak it. 19 plus 5.
1: So you can very easily translate uh, from the crude goblin to what you are more familiar with. And you can make out that they're sort of arguing. There's three distinct voices. And they're basically trying to pick who's going to open the door.
0: Would you do me a favour, Keweco? Would you pick up half of that chap that you just cleft in Twain and just open the door and toss him through? Maybe that'll help with their decision-making process.
2: With great pleasure. I will heft my grey axe. I will stand there. I will open the door and I will suggest that I have a barbarian rage that cannot be matched and that no No. No goblin will stand against me. And I'll throw them the blood of their brethren and fly in the open.
1: So you're charging into that room, yeah?
2: Yeah, I'm opening the door. They can charge at me or I can charge at them.
1: So when you open the door, you see a narrow hallway that leads into a larger room. Um, When you open the door, you see three goblins, two of which are sort of pushing the other one towards the door and whenever they see you standing in the doorway with your great axe they sort of freeze for a moment and then comically start scrambling away from you. Uh, Roll for initiative.
0: A four.
2: (laughs) Twelve. Twelve plus one. Okay. So,
1: before you can react two of the goblins start scurrying away from you but one of them falls flat on his face. Uh, It is now your turn, Koeko. You can react in whatever way you want. They seem to be trying to get away, but you may feel that stopping them from alerting whoever's left in the cave would be a wise I react
2: by putting my foot upon the back of his throat and then uh, leaning towards
0: him and saying, Burrodale! talk to. Him. Uh, shall we stop the other two, or are we just going to let them go on?
2: We let them go.
0: Okay. Right. Um, hello, friend. Uh, this is a dwarvish which hopefully you can kind of kind of get. Uh, I'm trying to use simple words. We are investigating. Do you speak common?
2: Okay, I'll release my foot a little bit. <laughs> Please let me go.
0: Can you see down that corridor in the room we just came from that there is one of you cleft in twain? I point.
1: Yes.
0: Answer my questions, or you'll end up like that, and he will be all too happy to oblige.
1: Yes, yes, of, of course. I, I, I can, I can take you to. Shut up! The Shut Eater. up!
0: How many goblins? 20. Including you? Yes. Including the ones he we just... doesn't
1: seem like he's lying. He just seems like he's unsure. He doesn't really grasp definitive counting and just is sort of right. roughly giving you a number.
0: Where's the dragon? I can take you to the dragon. Where's the dragon? Th-
1: through that door. And he points to the, the north door leading out of this room.
0: Okay. Take us. Yes.
1: And he sort of carefully picks himself up off the floor, very cautious of your guys' movements, and takes you and leads you through the north door of this chamber. Uh, You pass two doors on the left as you do so, but he makes no intention of going towards that. Uh, He opens the door, and this leads into another hallway. Um, Directly in front of you, through this hallway, he points to a stone door and says, The dragon's in there.
0: Right. Who else is in there?
1: Just the dragon.
0: Do I need to show you another goblin cut in half? Who else is in there?
1: Just the dragon, I swear. We, the leader locked it in there and it broke free of its chains and we don't Where
2: do the apples come from? The magic fruit. They come from below.
0: Do you have any stored here?
1: Only one grows every year and we sell it to the nearby village.
2: I'm thinking about cutting you in half. Would you like to reconsider your answer?
1: I swear we only grow one a year and we sell it. The, The outsider from below he makes us.
2: Who do you sell it to?
1: We sell it to a a woman in the village, a pointy-eared woman.
0: Mm, Yes, my seller. Right, and and they try growing it sometimes. Do you stop them from doing that? Do you sneak in and steal the seeds? No,
1: no, no more can be grown. Why? The, The outsider from below, he tells us, he warns us, no more can be grown.
0: Yes, but do you stop it from growing, or does it just stop of its own volution?
1: We've never tried. We've been warned not to. We we obey the man below. Mm, Right.
0: Well, so it's up here, just through this door? Yes. Okay.
2: The time has come to be direct. Take us on. So he sort of says the dragon
1: will kill me if I open the door please
0: guess who's going to kill you if you don't open the door two guesses both are right that would be me (laughs) (laughs) so he seems very
1: hesitant to continue and sort of pauses about ten foot from the door
2: Mm mhm
1: seems he needs a little bit of persuasion
2: okay well look all of our perception, all that stuff is pointed to that door going, mm, it might be difficult. He's a little bit hesitant. So, oh, i think going we'll to be gentle. I'm going to pull my axe and just tap him on the back of the head and say, open the door.
1: So you tap him yeah, and he stumbles awesome. forward.
3: Mm-hmm. You, um, You
1: don't really consider just how weak and frail this goblin is, and your little tap actually knocks him, makes him stumble. Mm -hmm. And as he does so, he triggers a pitfall trap, (laughs) plummets ten feet down into a pit. Uh, After he does so, you hear ticking from a mechanical mechanism in the walls.
0: Mm. Perhaps time to leave. This sounds bad. Let's let's reverse. Let's guess He deserves everything he got. I back out of the hallway. Oh, right. So uh, as you we're back off up. to the
2: pub again. Are we? Okay.
0: I don't think backing
2: up is going to work here, oh boy.
1: So as you back up, the ticking gets closer and closer together and you can see the goblins start to panic and trying to claw his way up, but he, there's no hope of him transcending the 10-foot drop. Um, And then, as the ticking gets faster and faster, it eventually stops, and you see the stone panels creaking and sliding and trailing back up into the rest position, locking the goblin inside. The screams muffled to a mute.
0: Oh. And how big is that trapdoor?
1: Ten foot by ten foot, almost taking up the entire corridor, but if you were careful, now that you know where it is, you could pretty easily avoid it.
0: Okay, let's avoid it. Get down that room. Yep, uh,
2: there we are. Let's go around it.
1: All right, so you go around it. Um, If you didn't know any better, you almost couldn't tell there's a goblin trapped under there. <laughs>
0: <'Cause> <laughs> I wonder how many goblins, of those there
2: are. I said they're nasty. For... What's difficult for me, teachers? I'm turning left all the time. I'm looking. Where are you? Oh, you're a lamp. Very, very disconcerting. Um, <clears throat> look, Koweko is going to be leading because he's he's all right. I mean, he's a lovely chap, but he's not the brightest. So he's going to have Borodale tucked in behind him, and he's going to be there with his axe drawn, walking on, going, "Take me to something unusual." That's what he's going to be saying.
1: Fair enough. So in front of you is a large stone door, much like the others. Uh, Koeko, as you approach it, you feel the air start to cool noticeably. Yes. Do you touch the door?
2: Well, I threw a twelve.
1: With. Oh no, you don't have to roll. Just. Do you want to open the door?
2: <laughs> Given that you're a dungeon master and I'm cautious No Terrified Yes I put my hand on the door and go Bardell Pay attention. So you
1: place your hand on the surface of the stone and you feel it frosty. Mm. It's not painful, but it is noticeably cold. Ice dragon. Well, you haven't met it yet, but it could be a nice one.
0: If there's ice and there's a dragon, I'm just making a logical jump. You'd really have to have a
1: conversation before you can gauge the
0: disposition of the dragon. Uh, Well. Shall we open the door and see if we can have a chat? So it takes a little more force
1: than the other stone doors because you have to break the ice, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But you manage, and the door creaks and creases and slides and opens. When you look into the room. Mounted and stuffed animal heads adorn the walls. The mounting job is sloppy and the assortments of heads includes cattle, rats and other not particularly impressive specimens. A few grizzly trophies share the wall with the animals including a couple of kobold heads. Smashed and broken cabinets and small tables litter the periphery of the room, mute victims of some sort of rampage. A rusted iron spike stands in the centre of the room trailing a broken chain, thin patches of frost coat sections of the wall,
0: floor and debris. Dragon, hello. Um Just here yeah. to set you free with we have brought the uh the um Kobold Collection your your buds, so just some some adventurers on your side. Have you seen any other adventurers recently? Nope. Not you. Uh, Oh, I rolled a five.
2: I didn't ask you to roll anything.
1: I asked him to roll perception. Could you do the same, Koeko?
2: Of course I could. Fourteen.
1: So, you don't notice it, Borodil, but Koeko, you see... A shifting white shape trying to be stealthy behind one of the tables at the far end of the room. You oh. dare not get closer.
2: Bordell, I'm gonna to have to kill everything. <sighs> Assume Inquire. Find something. My role is to stand here and look at menacing I'm brilliant at it.
0: I didn't see it. I rolled trash, so you need to tell me it's there.
2: Sniff around! Why are we here? What are we doing?
0: <laughs> can I do an investigation? See what's in the room?
1: You certainly can. You would have to enter the room to do it, however.
0: Okay, I'll sort of tentatively come in a couple of steps.
1: Alright. Uh, roll investigation. Out of interest, is Meepo still being dragged by one of you?
0: Yep. <laughs> Uh, I rolled a 12 plus 5, 17
1: so as you approach the far end of the room this white panther sized shape jumps up onto the table with sprightling wings on its back you can make out what must be a white dragon wormling it seems highly aggressive but stops for a minute whenever it sees Meepo
0: Hello, yes, I put my hand up. One hand sort of pulling Meepo, the other up saying like almost defensive, like no no weapons. We're here to rescue you. We've brought our companion who was knocked out during our quest, but he is of your kin, the Kobolds, and we are here to bring you safe passage back to the Kobolds.
1: It glares at you, Koeko, and then sort of looks at Meepo, and then looks at you with some sort of Some level of animal intelligence, Borrowdale. It motions at Mapo.
0: Yes, he's knocked out. He ran into a wall. He's a bit... I
2: jumped up with 14 plus 5 and looked at this little fellow in the eye. And we... We just looked. Are you trying
1: to intimidate it?
2: Nope. Is it trying You're to just do it at like it? me? We're just bonding, I think.
1: All right. It has no intention of bonding. It seems highly aggressive. The only reason it hasn't seemed to attack yet is because it's trying to gauge why you have Meepo.
0: Okay. I point at Meepo, and it pointed at us, and I give a thumbs up. Friends, we're helping him and helping you
1: it sees you motioning to Meepo it doesn't understand you but it sees you motioning to Meepo and sort of acting as if you're friends and at this point it growls and screws it's what would be a face up and attacks
0: roll initiative ah right not the right thing to say don't worry a three
2: (laughs) what was that sorry I said, don't worry, my friend. He said, a three. Ah. Ah.
0: What did you get? Oh, me? I got a 14.
2: Plus whatever I get. Oh, what? Oh.
0: I got three plus two, so five.
2: It's okay.
1: Oh, no. So the dragon it's a little bit more prepared for that than you guys were. And it actually leaps towards you, Borrowdale. Make a dexterity saving throw, please.
0: Is there a dex saving yeah. Oof. Nine.
2: Wait. I'm so. Coming. I'm coming.
1: You don't get a chance to react, unfortunately. Of
2: course I do. I'm jumping in front of him. Of course I am. It's his only purpose.
1: Unfortunately... You're not. The dragon moves with a speed for which you weren't prepared for. And before you can intervene, since Borrowdale had to move into the room and investigate, he is knocked to the floor with the dragon on top of him. Fortunately, it doesn't seem to be going for you, Borrowdale. And after a few seconds of thinking that you were dead, you open your eyes to see the dragon's jaws clamped around Mebo's neck as it bites down and decapitates him.
0: Right. Hmm. Okay, well, that's... fine, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Koeko, it's not your turn. Um, I back up out of the room. I'm behind Koeko.
1: Oh, no, it's Koeko's turn. It's not yours yet.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Down. Kuweco,
2: I think at this point would be upset. So, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, you know, I think he's going to go for reckless attack. Um, he's he's kind of just just going going go for it. Yeah. I I think if only the dice had known that he's got a fifteen with on reckless attack. I think he strength. Fifteen plus five.
1: So you get. All right. Was that a reckless attack?
2: Yeah. Oh.
1: All right. So He's you do get hand. to roll advantage for that.
2: Oh well, okay. um, It's Seventeen plus five.
1: So you throw yourself towards this ferocious white creature on top of your well friend. Mm. Uh, and drive the axe towards him as you're moving. Roll for damage, please.
2: That is one times 12, I think. Is it? 12. Hey, good shot.
1: So this axe connects directly in the shoulder of this creature, knocking it over. It seemed to have not really penetrated the hide of the creature, uh, it definitely threw it off balance and sort of knocked it about a bit, and it's not happy, but it wasn't... It was far from a mortal wound.
0: Ew. Right. Um. So, mm.
1: Uh Mebo's head and the dragon holding it have been relieved from on top of you. What are you going to do?
0: Uh, I'm going to try and extricate myself from this area. Um, can I try... Twice. Can I try and get out to the the trap door, but obviously not stand on it, I don't want to trigger it, but kind of go to the far side of it so that if it followed me out of the room, it might accidentally trap, hit the trap?
1: Yep, you can definitely do that. Um, Are you trying... Right, I'll give you an option. You can either navigate that very quickly and still have the rest of your turn, but risk falling into it, or you can take your time, use the full time of your turn, but not risk triggering the trap.
0: I want to make sure it's done right, I'm going to go slowly.
1: Alright, so you use your whole turn, the full six seconds, just inching your way round what you know to be the trapdoor, and you end up safely on the other side of it. So, now it is the dragon's turn again. It picks itself up from the ground, sort of shrugs off the wind with, Blood dripping down its shoulder from the flesh wind that you inflicted on it, and it looks pissed. It exhales a blast of icy breath towards you, Coeco. Uh, could you please make a constitution saving throw?
2: I'll give it my level best, I will. 14 plus. Four. Eighteen.
1: So, you manage to dive out of the way just in time, towards the door. However, you still get caught by a portion of the blast. It deals... Eight. cold damage to you. Ouch. And you're on the floor with part of your legs encased in ice. But
0: well, that's not terribly good.
1: Uh-huh. Koeko, it is now your turn. You are slightly hindered on the floor near the door to mm-hmm. uh, back of the way you came.
2: <sighs> well, I think, obviously, Koeko being Kaweko, um we're gonna go for the restrained, sensible option. I'm thinking we might go savage attack. All right. And rage.
1: So you're gonna activate rage?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna activate rage.
1: Because you. One know. thing I'll say. Yeah. Is that raging makes you much better in combat, but it does sort of block off your ability to think logically and tactically and maybe communicate and formulate plans with your teammates. So that is definitely an option you can do if you want to uh, maximise your chances of murdering this creature.
2: Mm. I'm going to kill you. I really don't. I don't care what your opinion might be. I am going to kill you. So, there we are. Oh my god. Who would have thought it? 19 plus. What did I get on the first roll? What is it? Strength or something.
1: Uh, the two hit modifier on the weapon, so I think it's plus five for you.
2: Yes. Oh, strength! Oh, twenty-four. Ooh, that must have jumped the roll. Hits as well.
1: Roll damage, please.
2: Oh, damage! Is that a twelve? You tell me. Oh, no, a twelve plus whatever it is. Oh my god.
1: Eleven. So, your axe collides with the lower jaw of the creature as it's hissing and snarling at you, knocking it, It almost does a backflip and falls on its back. It did not like that. It is a lot less happy than it was before, but it's still hanging on and still seems just as ferocious. Borrowdale, over to you.
0: Uh, In terms of a a 15-foot cone, what's in that 15-foot cone between me and the dragon?
1: So, the trap door is ten by ten, so you're only really getting the first five feet of the room beyond that of which yeah. not even Koeko's standing in
0: right that's less than ideal um okay, magic missile then
1: all right always hits its target roll three d
0: four am I right uh th- yes, yeah one d four plus one force. Three times? Yep. Alright. So, one, so two. Three, so four. And three, so four. So how much in total? Ten.
1: Ten.
2: Ten? Only ten? (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be
1: eating those words? Honestly. The three missiles glide out of your fingertips into the room, tracing outlines around Koeko as they whiz past him, and all three of them connect with the skull of the dragon simultaneously. It falls to the floor with blood dripping out of its ears, eyes, and mouth.
2: Dead.
0: Ooh. Ooh. I wasn't quite expecting that. So,
1: (laughs) the room is now very much a scene of battle. The already disheveled furniture from the dragon's rampage, whenever it broke free, has been additionally tossed around by you guys. Uh, There's fresh patches of frost, a little patch of kobold blood separating his corpse and his head. (laughs) <laughs> and the white dragon wormling in a separate pile with blood dripping out of its head as well. Good lord. There is a mound of treasure gathered from the room behind the table.
2: What? what well, what's I there? move for that.
0: Yeah, let's get some treasure. All right. Loot everything So the itself. dragon...
1: The dragon is... Well, I mean, it was cold before, but it's especially cold now as you just like hop over it towards the treasure... Um, the valuables include a dragon-shaped jade figurine worth 20 gold pieces, so you can note that down in your treasure, but, uh, you won't be able to cash it in until you get to maybe a bigger city. Mm-hmm. A crystal goblet worth five, and 24 pieces of fine silverware worth one gold piece each.
2: Excellent. Oh, that's lovely.
1: Um... Borrowdale, you notice, of particular note, a sealed scroll case. Oh,
2: that's, Ooh. Just, yes. All these.
0: Uh, can I do a quick arcana check to see if there's any curses or anything on it?
1: You certainly can. Roll arcana.
0: Oh, Jesus. That is a four plus five. Nine.
1: <laughs> there is definitely no magic on this scroll case.
0: Uh right. Can I like pick up the corpse of Mipo and use it to open the door of the case? Sorry.
1: Not in any way that is in any way constructive. Like right. it's kinda of like a map case, like you have to unscrew it. There's no real way you can you can do that with a limp bleeding corpse.
0: Alright, just open it. Yeah, whatever happens, happens. So I've heard.
1: Turns out you were right. Uh, it, there was no magic on it that you can tell has had any effect uh, oh, okay. rings in the dwarfish alphabet spell out the word Kundrakar, uh, Kundrakar on the edge of the case and as you open it an old parchment falls out uh, where the scroll case seems old and weathered and ancient the parchment inside seems particularly new and fresh uh, could you roll intelligence for me please
0: That is another four, uh, plus five, so another nine.
1: So there seems something vaguely familiar about the ink used in this parchment, but you can't quite place what it is. Uh, Unfortunately, it's written in draconic, and you can't make it out.
0: All right, just pocket that for later. Something to dwell on after we get out of the mines?
1: Yep, pocket that for later. So you gather the treasure from the room. You take note of the carnage you have reaped can I get right some dragon trophies bow. you can get whatever dragon trophies you want from that thing unfortunately a lot of the scales from it are damaged from the battle um, it's eyes which are of particular value to certain black market medicinal merchants are just destroyed beyond belief uh, but you can still recover some materials from it and the blood I th- believe is especially useful in certain potions
0: Okay. I just, like, chop that thing up, get whatever I can from it. And also, uh, what's left of Meepo's head? Is there much? Uh,
1: there's a lot of teeth marks. A lot of teeth marks.
0: Is it recognisably Meepo?
1: If someone knew him really well.
0: Yeah, then no brother. I was going to bring him back to sort of say, ah, uh, he died well, but he didn't, and I don't care. So, <laughs> we'll just leave him.
1: So, yeah. You guys can sort of gather yourself here, take a short rest, uh, maybe work at getting some of those dragon trophies, uh, and I'm going to pause us there for this session. Ooh.
0: Well, now wasn't that um quite exciting? Ah, uh, so there we go. There's episode two of 1491 and d d podcast from the folks behind 1857. I hope you've enjoyed it, and perhaps. We'll be back with another episode sometime soon. So for now, goodbye and good luck. Wonder if there's any scrolls
3: around here.